Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, yep, you've guessed it. It's the first Friday of the month. And you know what that means. Uh-huh. Dr. Alessandra Duke is stopping back by the show today. And the two ladies, well, they'll talk about massive cosmic trust falls and share some files from the magic universe. Huh. I wonder how that's all going to go down. I'm just as curious as you are, too. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, or at least one of your hosts today, because it is first Friday, which means I am joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. <laughs> and we are laughing because I always get such a kick out of like, uh, give Benny an intro, like, you know, like a little blurb of kind of what we're going to be talking about. But Benny always puts like his own spin on it, which is always fun. And he's like, <laughs> I, I was like, is that Benny talking to us like off right. air? Or did Benny actually put that in the intro? Just trying to keep crazy. you on your toes there. Ladies, just kind of, you know. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> okay, well, so awesome. So, just for those who are new to Sunny in Seattle, we are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk 11:50 a.m. in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can access the show archives at 11:50 kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And my website is goldenoversoul.com. And Alessandra, just to round out contact information, do you have a website? I do. (laughs) (laughs) We just, you just looked at it. I know it. It's (laughs) alessandraduke.com. Yes, I know. And we're laughing because as now that we're back, you know, here in Petaluma, um, the wonderful community access station where had, this has been my home station since coming to Petaluma. And of course, Benny is always holding down the fort in Seattle, but um, the, the station here in Petaluma is much smaller. And so we have been really affected by um, the COVID restrictions. And so no one is back in the studio. Everyone is broadcasting from home, which is just fine. But for a while, I wasn't broadcasting on uh, KPCA because they didn't, since we couldn't come into the studio, they didn't quite have the automation yet set up where we could drop shows in and then kind of play them as a pre-recorded show. And so I just, until that happened, we were just only broadcasting really in Seattle and which is a commercial station. So we can say whatever we want. I mean, within FCC restrictions. And so today is the first, first Friday, Alessandra and I have had back where we know that we are also simulcasting in uh, Petaluma, or at least broadcasting in both places where people are here at both places, which is non-commercial. And so I was like, okay, no calls to action. <laughs> so we have to be uh-huh. careful in our... <laughs> so anyway, we're tiptoeing around, so bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. work it out. We'll work we- it out. Oh, absolutely. I just want people to know because we're giggling so much now this morning because they're just a bunch of things coming together. And really excited to reconnect with Alessandra because... She continues her, this is like, I feel like first Fridays for the last several months and continuing forward, it's like this uh, adventure novel and we, you have to like pause your chapter until we come back around next month to see where in the world (laughs) is Dr. Alessandra Duke. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. And so today my adventure has carried me out to, um, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. So 
this is my last day in Lincoln and then I'll be traveling on. It's wild, right? Yes. Just was supposed to be a one week getaway has uh. turned into what, three months for <laughs> Oh my gosh, I got to do the math. <laughs> yeah, well, even before we dive in and so update people about, you know, what mm-hmm. what what is your connection to Nebraska because you have quite a few contacts there. Yes. And you're moving on, but I want to make sure we check in with Benny mm-hmm. and Benny, um, you know, we always ask you what's new. I know I got a little bit of information last week cuz you knew Stephanie Banks or formerly Stephanie Levinston from um, previous shows, so we had a nice little conversation at the beginning, but I don't even think Alessandra would know um, some of the updates. So yes, I, I'm curious and I'm sure Alessandra is too, Benny. What do you, what news do you have? Heck yeah, I'm curious. What is it? (laughs) Nothing compared to like Nebraska. Like, come on, (laughs) (laughs) skip over me. I want to know what's going on in big red country. I know, they do say Nebraska is the Bali of the United States. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. You're going to have someone, someone said that to me the other day. That was hilarious. Okay. That's rad. Focus. I like that. Can you, I mean, I just really, you're going to have to make that connection for me, Alice. Yes, I will. Why is that? <laughs> oh, really quick. I was saying, I was saying, oh, this adventure journey kind of feels like the American version of Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, oh, there you go. So I'm imagining that Nebraska is, <laughs> it was kind of the third part, like the third part of this trip. So I was like, Nebraska is what, Bali? <laughs> if we follow <laughs> along Elizabeth Gilbert's journey. And someone said like, well, I do hear Nebraska <laughs> is the Bali of the United States. That's <laughs> like Bali is or sorry that Nebraska is the self-proclaimed Bali of the United States was like now that was like when I first drove into Washington with uh, Chase for the first time we, he was moving me from Texas and I'd never been in eastern Washington mm-hmm. and, oh god what town did we get into Benny you're gonna have to help me and there was a huge billboard that said the Palm Springs of Washington and I was like oh that's funny. that's Yakima isn't it Yakima yes and I was like, this <laughs> right not remind me as much of Palm Springs as I would have thought it's a lovely place I just yeah. didn't get the connection <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's awesome we have our own anyway, twist we have our own twist in things okay so well we almost have just gone completely off the subject of benny wow. what you darn it it didn't work want, but we're coming mm-hmm. back darn i know it. where we started yeah darn it it didn't work Ah, oh, trying to avoid it. Everything's peachy keen. Uh, the girlfriend Jessica is doing very well. We're hanging girlfriend. out. Yes, oh, it's official. Girlfriend language. Mm-hmm. Yes, girlfriend. That's what, that's what I, I know. Look at Sonny getting all excited. <laughs> He just casually dropped that into the conversation. Yeah, he did. You have to listen to it last week. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. When did it become official, Benny? Uh, Well, I mean, the first couple, you know, months just dating. I mean, it kind of naturally just kind of progressed into itself, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would say about a month in. Yeah. And she's got kiddos, right? Pardon me? She's got kiddos, right? Yes, she does. She has a daughter and a son. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, are you allowed to say like do they do they enjoy each other your boys and her kiddos yeah we've had a couple of meetings already you know slow and steady you know kind of like getting all the family members together of course you know we're trying to be cautious to you know what's going on as well for you know family members in in general for staying safe and so forth like that so but yeah everything's going great well glad to hear it benny mm-hmm. amazing any other questions mm-hmm. yeah I, don't- <laughs> I just wanted you to hear that bit from benny i bet <laughs> I just like that you're feeling happy, Benny. I like this Aww, for you. Thanks. Good luck. Thank I mean, you're you. always happy, 
but it's about time that you had the um, a lady to share your happiness oh, with. Thank you, Alessandra. Yeah. Big heart, big heart from me yeah. to you. Aww. Thank you, thank and you. And I just have to say, you know, from my perspective too, there, there, I feel there are a lot of good safe men in the world, but sometimes they can seem kind of hard to find. And Benny is one of those good safe men of high integrity Aww. and kind heart, and a, it's just a good man. And so it's like. You got a guy like that, and you're like, you want him to find someone so that the world can know and like enjoy the benefits of a good, safe man in your life. Man, so. you are my new publicist or agent. <laughs> like, sign you up. Ooh, love it. Well, thank you very much. That was very sweet. And I mean, if I live here as long as I do, and I do, that's probably why I don't get out and I'm safe. So I don't get out. You know, I mean, that's probably why, yeah, but well. you know. I mean, yeah, I don't know, I from, know. A, from a female perspective, uh, you know, you're one of those guys that thanks. you can trust. Oh, yeah. Thank so you. anyway, okay. Anything else, Alessandra, before we like, uh, yeah, enough about me, please, please, please. No. Enough about me. <laughs> before we dive in. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think those are all the questions that I have for Benny and all the comments right now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've got some side comments, but right. I don't. And if anybody <laughs> else wants, they could, they could just email here. them to you, right? If they want to know later. I mean, yeah. we'll open up the emails, right? Good. Yeah. There's the right. options there. Okay. All right. So let's frame up because, well, Alessandra, I will let you, if you want to just give general updates, because we've got some things I want to. Stories are my favorite thing, but I also like we can, when we can use the stories as teachable lessons and there, yes. what you're going through in your life right now reminded me of a similar part of my journey when I was uh, leaving my marriage and there are some tools or things that helped me through at the time. This was before I was a coach and I found them in one of, uh, you know, Dr. Martha Beck's books and it really helped. And anyway, I just want to, for anyone else out there who is feeling either called to adventure or called to something, you just know something is not right in your life and you decide to listen to that call, you know, the call to adventure of the mm -hmm. hero's journey, really. Um, there are some things that can help make the journey easier. And so not only may Alessandra's story inspire you, I would love for us to be able to use your experience to help other people navigate something similar in their own lives. So anyway, that's my little mm -hmm. preface for what I'm hoping, because I know how magical the story has been. And I have like some moments of magic too that I'd like to share, which I feel are very important right now to get out there because with um, there's just a lot, we don't need to rehash or name what is going on in the world right now. We're all aware. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I have found that not only is it key for me to have my practice dialed in, you know, my spiritual practice so that I have a safe place inside my own heart, my body, and my soul to go to when things get tough outside, but also that your brain is still primed to see miracles and magic because right now, you know, our brains are just by nature like Teflon for the good and Velcro for the bad. That's from, I believe, mm -hmm. Dr. Hansen. I want to give credit there, but I thought that was such a beautiful metaphor or analogy or whatever that is. Um, yeah, so we really have to work to make our minds, like direct them toward the miracles and the magic because they may want to see only the scary things. So that is my ginormous preface for our conversation today. Okay, Alessandra, mm. turn it yes. over to you. Yes. Okay, so do you want, do you want me to just start with like an update where I am. Where do you want? Where would you like me to kick it off? No, this is 
sorry. I'm like, I don't mean to be the cruise director. Like this is what we're doing. <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, sometimes I need to frame up for myself what, yeah. so that I don't forget, but no, I please, whatever feels <laughs> right to you share. This is awesome. Well, I think, you know, when we, you know, cause we always do a little text before we mm-hmm. meet typically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so we, as I was sharing with you, something that I've really noticed in this time. So I've gone, you know, for those who have been listening to the show, uh, you know, I, I went from Washington, visited Sunny in June and stayed with Sunny for a week. And then things just kind of kept opening up. I knew at a deep soul level that I needed to stay in California and didn't know how that was going to be possible without it, you know, just completely annihilating my entire savings account um, <laughs> to do some short term um, housing. And um, just gift after gift after gift came from the universe in just full support of me. And so, you know, it ended up being right about uh, what where I'm on my um, 16th week traveling. So and I've been in Nebraska for three weeks. So that would be like 13 weeks in various parts of California. And um, and then, you know, I had made the decision to. Um, you know, because I had ended the relationship with my partner, we decided to no longer be partners. Um, which means, you know, in a lot of ways we, we do have a really deep soul connection. And so, um, she's definitely somebody that I want to keep in my life for the rest of my life. I do know that. And, um, and we, you know, we want to still be family. We want to still be in, in one another's world. And that doesn't change how, heartbreaking and devastating a loss like this or a pivot in the relationship can be. And so as I've been grieving, there's all of these fear thoughts that come up, you know, even when I was thinking about um, no longer being partners, just um, all of those fears coming up, like I'm going to be so alone and I don't really have any family. You know, my, my, um, I'm not very close with some of, I've got a small family and then we're, we're not, we're not a really close unit. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I thought to myself, oh no, I'm, I won't have any family anymore. Right. If I'm not in this relationship and all of this. And so of course the, you know, the trip started out with just kind of needing space for us to sort some things out, you know, then coming to this place where we're making a, a decision. But then I thought, well, I could just go and, you know, get COVID consent from friends and be really safe and go see some people and um, see some familiar faces and get some love on this journey. And I'm telling you, it has, this trip has gone from, I just need, you know, some space to the biggest trust fall I feel like I've ever taken with the universe. And Um, an ability to see more than ever uh, in my life how very much not alone I am and how much I have what I called, you know, chosen family all over the country. And that at this point, you know, I mean, it's been amazing, even the people popping up when I say, okay, well, I, I, you know, even (laughs) an example, you know, just yesterday, I didn't even realize a friend lived along this route, but I said, oh my gosh, I was explaining this other miracle that opened up for me um, along my upcoming route that's coming. So I was telling her, oh my gosh, this house opened up for me to stay along the way while I'm driving. And she said, 
oh my gosh, I need you to come visit me. I'm one <laughs> hour from that. And so, and I just, she said, I have this spare room. I mean, it's just been person after person who I love just popping up all over the country. And I could not have planned this better for myself. And in this last, you know, now on the 16th week, I feel even though I've been a solo traveler for now 16 weeks, I feel more connected and more loved and more supported by the humans in my life, but also by the universe than I feel like I have ever experienced. I mean, it has just been, it has been amazing. And it's been interesting in going through the separation and going through the breakup, um, how isolating that can feel. And certainly I've been terrified of like, what will it mean to travel all alone while going through that? I just don't want to be fully alone. I don't want to feel like I'm just floating in space all by myself. And oh my gosh, it's like the universe has just provided so much love to me, so much generosity that it's like at this point, I would, I would be delusional if I were to be like, I'm all alone. You know, I can't do anything. I'm all by myself. Nobody loves me. Like that, that feels like that would be more crazy making than some of the, the ways that I'm thinking about it and talking about it now. So that's been, that's been a little bit on that journey. How's that for the first share? Oh, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. And so let's see, because I have I have several points I that really stand out to me, mm-hmm. um, not only in this conversation, but just what I know about the trip. Um, so the first thing that I will say, and I'm almost I'm like, we probably de- <laughs> go ahead and tell Benny now. I don't know if he's in the studio right now or not, or if he's in the mm-hmm. Ox studio. Uh, but yeah, if we may want to just sail on through our break today, I don't know. Do you want to take a yeah. break, Alessandra? Oh, we, I don't think we we never really need to. You no. know? <laughs> okay, as long as it's okay we'll with sail Benny. Sail on through. Okay, because I know we're not even to the bottom of the hour anyway. Yeah. But um, okay, so we'll see when we get closer. But um, so. Um, there, when we as humans have these catalytic life events, like, uh, a a divorce or a, a, an uncoupling, a, the birth of a child, the death of a child, loss of a job, a promotion, win the lottery, go bankrupt, like these real big life events that change the fabric of our identity. There's this cycle that, um, uh, this is from Dr. Martha Beck's research. And I think she actually started this research back when she was still married to Dr. John Beck, who um, he was using this more as a business model. She was applying it to human lives. But what they had discovered was there are these, when you have this catalytic event, it kind of, it, it catalyzes this process of these four squares of change. So the event happens and you were launched into square one, square one of four squares. And square one is really, it's called death and rebirth because you are basically walking into the fire to be everything burned down to its core. And then you're going to come out the other side, a different person, um, because you're the fabric of your identity is changing in many ways based on this catalytic event. And then in the reason I'm sharing this is because when you go into square one, this death and rebirth it is the, the mantra is, I don't know what the heck is going on and that's okay. Um, and it is the, the metaphor of course, that is so well known by now, but I think Martha has been using for this process for a while is the caterpillar going in the chrysalis, melting down into a soup of cells and reformatting into a new organism. That is an uncomfortable process. 
uh, for a human to to metaphorically do to basically break down into person soup and reformat into a new organism. And so you may be launched into square one in an area of your life, like a relationship or a job or your home, and moving to a new home or a new state or whatever. Um, and then when I was going through my divorce, this was helpful to me because in square one, I was feeling extreme discomfort and I thought it would never end. I didn't know there was a light at the end of the tunnel because I couldn't see one. So these, I'm sharing these four squares for anyone else that's out there who is in square one and you don't know what the heck is going on and you're scared and one day you're up and the next day you're down and it just feels like you're, you're losing your grasp on reality at times. Well, what I can tell you is that if there are certain things to do to help square one move a little bit quicker, which is don't avoid the pain, lean into it, grieve the clean pain and Number two, disbelieve what we call in my coaching tradition, dirty pain, which is basically all the crappy thinking that makes you afraid. Like, you know, you've got the event, the breakup. That's mm -hmm. painful. No matter how you cut it, even if it was, a, you all had a wonderful relationship, but yeah. even if it's a dysfunctional, abusive relationship, there's still going to be pain over the <clears throat> grief of change and all the things. Um, so you have that event, you feel the pain. Okay, the dirty pain is like what you were just talking about, those thoughts. I'll be alone forever. I right. have no family. So having your mind management tools, whatever those are, to work through the dirty pain. Then you move on to square two. Once you've grieved your clean pain and you've disbelieved your dirty pain and mm. our psyches, just like our bodies, tend toward healing if we let them. So then you get into square two and you start envisioning what you might want the future to look like. You dream and you scheme. And then square three is you're taking the dreams and schemes, putting them into physical reality. That's kind of where the rubber meets the road and you are actually creating the new life in the physical realm. And then square four is the promised land, ideally, where things in your new life are working well and you're just tweaking for efficiency. So tell me where I'm wrong, Alessandra, mm -hmm. but you were in square one. You've got at least oh, one yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely in square one. And I would say, you know, as you're as you're kind of describing those pieces, it's like, you know, we know that um, grief and growth is not linear, right? So it's like we can go from phase one, phase two, back to phase one a little bit, and then phase two, you know, I just think like, sometimes, you know, we'll start to do the like, okay, I'm maybe envisioning this new life that I want for myself. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Am I going to be alone? Oh God, am I going to be, nope, 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 not going to be alone, not going to be alone. What is it that I want? You know, yeah. so I think it's been, um, it's certainly, it's certainly been kind of a messy process yeah. at times. And there are, there's, there've been so many moments, right, where I want to just go back to the, uh, you know, before the person soup, <laughs> but yes. now, now getting to a point where I'm like, nope, this is all, this is all so good. This, this process has really changed me. And I think, you know, it's been, um, a new, it's, it's a new growth edge for me too to really be looking at what do I want moving forward in this life here? I've wanted this, you know, we, we all say, I mean, it's so funny how many clients are like, Oh, you know, I would do this if I was single, or I would do this yeah. if I didn't have kids and I would do this. And when you actually, when the universe provides you with that exact setting, like, Oh, you wanted freedom. Here you go. Right. <laughs> you go. I want my safe cave. Take <laughs> yeah, me back to the safe cave. Back. Yeah. Because I, I think it's really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm at this, especially right now with 
how we are um, with the pandemic happening, you know, with my work online, it's like, whoa, I could be anywhere, right? There's nothing that, there's no one particular part of the country that I need to live in, you know, so it's asking questions to myself, like what would feel best for me? What would, what do I want this next chapter of my life to be? What feels most important to me? And it's, you know, it's all of these little decisions and we'll talk about that the, the Reno decision, what we call like yes. the Reno part of this story where <laughs> chapter, I, Reno. chapter Reno, where it felt like I was at this decision point between just going back and playing it safe or, you know, heading more toward what I was wanting and the life I was kind of wanting. So yeah. I think sometimes, you know, one thing I'd like to offer is, you know, so often when we read a lot of we read a lot of inspirational books and things like that. People have these stories that are really cleaned up. Like Uh I had this thought and I wanted this life and then here I have it. Right. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know about those people, but that is not how it works for me and for the rest of the population. You know, it starts really with small decisions. Like what kind of, what shoes do I want to wear today? What, what kind of like, what That's shirt a big would decision. help me feel best? That's a big in, in, in square one. That is a big decision. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay. You know, for me, it's been constantly like, do I want to head back to Washington and just kind of figure out something like for, as of, you know, the last seven years, Washington state has been my home state. Do I want to go back there and kind of sort out a few things? I don't know. Sounds responsible. Seems like I should, or do mm-hmm. I want to, you know, go have this adventure, maybe go see this person, um, you know, feel the fall leaves in a different part of the country. What would you like? And so it's those little decisions. And then I notice, um, you know, when you're in the, when the universe is doing its work on you, a lot of people like to use their logic brain at you and come flying at you with all these big questions like, well, where are you going to live? You going to buy a house? What city are you going to be in? Wait, mm-hmm. what are you going to, what do you want to do next? Do you think you're going to get married? Do you think you're going to, do you think you're going to date? You think you're going to, and I'm like, oh whoa, God. everybody, I do not know. <laughs> it is, it is all I can do right now to, you know, hold myself lightly and compassionately, do my thought work and just decide, do I want to head east or do I want to head west, right? Like that's the decision right now. <laughs> and I have like, there's, I have like two big questions or things that I would love to hear kind of have you unpack here and I'm trying to decide now which one but um well so let me just say since we're going to go to the Reno chapter and that will I can fold this one question into Mm -hmm. that so you just brought up a good point because everyone is asking you what you're going to do which Mm -hmm. is future tripping in a way and for you to try to envision and plan this in square one, well, number one, in square one, it is not, if you can help it, it is not the time where you want to be making huge life decisions. It is mm-hmm. a time where you should be a inside of a chrysalis, metaphorically, mm-hmm. that is safe and gentle as much as you can. Now, I know that's not possible because for a variety of reasons, but one of the things that stands out to me about your trip, this whole adventure, that I think goes against how humans are wired and this mm-hmm. is why your trust muscle is so much stronger right now than it was back mm-hmm. in June when you set off from Washington. Human timing wants 
to know. You know we want to plan our retirement 50 years in yes. advance and stockpile and try to project how long we're going to live. I'm not suggesting people don't plan for retirement. <laughs> I, I want everyone to do what is right for their life and their family. But in terms of my own life and the grand experiment, I... I think that humans have a tendency to want to plan everything ahead. I mean, we want to plan our trips ahead and we want to know what's coming in our life. When are we going to get married? Are we going to have children? Where are we going to live? Mm -hmm. and, and then really feeling like we've got all, we've got to get all of our stuff together. We've got to get the resources for it and we have to get all the details and logistics mm -hmm. worked out. And what I have come to believe personally and you have been anecdotal evidence of this. I have had plenty of it in my own life too. Mm -hmm. But t t tell me, Alessandra, because this has been my perception. As you have already said, you could not have orchestrated this trip any better on, I mean, it, it, in fact, it's been like orchestration beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. But yeah. it did not happen in human timing. Like you mm -hmm. were not given your next instructions on where to go or the next breadcrumb. It did not appear in many cases until 12 hours before mm -hmm. you were supposed <laughs> right. to set off for the next destination. Yes. And every time you would land somewhere, like you came to Petaluma and you were mm -hmm. like, I just want to stay in California. And you headed off for Pasadena, not even know, or you headed for LA, <laughs> not even knowing. And then mm -hmm. the place in Pasadena who, this was not even a friend. This was just a magical thing that opened up. Yes. And then in Pasadena, you didn't know how long you're going to be able to stay there. And then a free place opened up in Catalina. Mm -hmm. And then the, the place in Pasadena opened back up. But you were not given these gifts, these blessings, until the very last minute in terms of human timing. But the universe right. delivered every time. Can you speak yeah. a little bit about what you learned about timing along this journey? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, yeah, for our human brain that likes to pre-plan, you know, I, and that's what one thing I've had to really work on with this trust muscle is, you know, we'll, we'll get, and, and this is how humans brain, human brains work is like, we get to the thing that we said we wanted. And as soon as we're there, we're like, what's next? Mm -hmm. Well, how, where am I going to go next? What am I going to do next? Right. We always want to know because that's just, you know, we're trying, we're trying, our brain is trying to keep us safe. Right. And so what I've really seen and, um, and sometimes I'll know for, for people in my life who, you know, maybe they, their outlook is not as spiritual or, you know, they're not, they don't, they're not using a lot of the same language as me. And so they'll be asking what my plan is. And I've said things like, you know, I don't always, I don't always get the download of the next steps until just a few days before. So I know I just have to wait. It'll, I'll get, or I've said, I'll get the answer this week. <laughs> and I get kind of a side look like, yeah. huh? you know, but, but it's so true. And, and the, our human brain timing doesn't work on the same timing as the universe where that breadcrumb is placed. And I've seen it happen again and again and again. And every time I'm in a new place, um, if I can deeply connect with what would just feel nice, kind of the, the meditation I constantly, um, do on for manifesting is thinking about, wouldn't it be nice? Like, wouldn't it be nice if I could, uh, you know, for example, something opened up, um, 
I was thinking, I really want a few days to myself uh, next week. It's the anniversary of um, the death of my beloved Clover, my mm. Scottish Terrier. And so I, I knew, like, I just want a few days to myself before I see anybody else. Mm. Wouldn't it be nice to have a beautiful home to stay in that's along the drive? Wouldn't it be nice? I could just start, I could just start driving. I could stay in this beautiful home. And sure enough, I got a phone call. Um, actually the woman from Pasadena again. Oh my Lord. This woman, she is like, she's definitely in your soul family. She is. I cannot wait to meet this lady and holy wow. She has she been like your fairy God mother for know, this it's summer? Amazing. And she even, I, I shared our radio show where I told the story about Pasadena and she oh. went back and listened to it. Oh. So she's really gotten into the magic of the story too. Oh, I love I, it. And I told her, I said, you know, I've started calling you Auntie Kenna to my friends. Yeah. And so she, when she called the other night, she said, it's Auntie Kenna calling with my oh, miracles. Yeah. Oh my God. I cannot wait to yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it really literally was just days ago that I still wasn't exactly sure. Do I again head west back to Washington or do I continue out east, you know, go see one of my very best friends. And so I got this phone call and she said, I'm calling with more miracles. And she said, there's this home in Knoxville. It's right along your route to Virginia. Do you want to stay there? You can stay as long as you want. And that's the, that's the, wouldn't it be nice? And, and I'm telling you, there's not a better, I could not have planned for any of this. And so I get the, the downloads or the clarity or the message very last minute. And that's very nerve wracking for the parts of me that want to plan, but I've got to trust, right? I've got to trust. Okay. So, but let me Mm -hmm. ask you this because um, I th- and I think this is really important, and I want to ask you something about a uh, transformation that I sense about you mm-hmm. b- from June when you were here in Petaluma. Yeah. So now, okay, but prefacing it with, and the, um, you know, I believe whether or not you believe, whether or not you read the Bible, believe it as truth or metaphor and parable and all of that, mm-hmm. there is this story. And I mean, even if whether or not it's truth or it is a parable for how it is we are to live, and I'm not saying this from a religious perspective, I'm saying I think in all of the wisdom traditions, there are some truths and some things that we really can glean from them, no matter what faith or spirituality or atheistic practice we are. Um, so, but there's the story of the Israelites wandering in the desert and, and it is, the story goes that every day the manna, the food came down from heaven and they couldn't stockpile it. It would mold if they tried to keep it overnight. They had to just trust that every morning that new food would arrive and their needs would be provided for. So again, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you take that as literal bread or just the way that we are to relate to the universe and the creative source and our own soul. Mm -hmm. And so for you, this goes back to the human timing. When you arrived in Petaluma, you were, I feel like, very nervous when you were trying to figure out what to do about L.A. And that was one of the first blessings was the whole Pasadena situation. When I hear you talk now, three months down the road, planning the stay farther east or your your journey farther east 
I hear, now I know you probably have moments of, of, of oh gosh, the human mind is saying <laughs> I need more advance notice, but I hear a surety or a, a ground, I don't, there's something in your energy mm-hmm. that feels very settled. Like mm-hmm. your knowing is dialed in, even if your human mind blips a little bit along the way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like that muscle is stronger now? Oh my gosh. So, so much stronger. And I love for those of you listening, Sunny's um, perspective on this is so meaningful to me because, you know, you've just seen me through a lot, Sunny, you know, Mm -hmm. and you've known me several years now. And so I think it's been, it's amazing to hear you reflect this, but it really, it really does feel that way. There's, there's nothing that could have taught me more to trust mm-hmm. than this last these last few months have been in my life and they've completely they've completely transformed me it's like even how i'm showing up in my business is different how yeah. i am thinking about money around my business is different how i think about money coming in how i'm thinking about myself navigating the world i mean it has it has created such a shift in me and there is like the the evidence that I have, I mean, and it's like, I've been in this whole conversation, just getting chills as I talk, which mm-hmm. is like, I know that I'm right on. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like it feels undeniable the level of support that I've gotten from God, from the universe to me at this point, when my fear mind acts up, I've got so much evidence yes. for how supported I am that even when the fears come and they do, it's not like I don't get scared. I see them and I get nervous and I get anxious, but almost at, at this point, that feels like that ends up just being more indulgent. If I want to choose anxiety and fear, I can look at that and kind of play with it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm so stressed. But really, my greater knowing is I'm okay. My greater knowing is this is going to work itself out. And even when it appears to be this stressful situation, all of this, I mean, there's always there's always answers in it. There's always guidance in it. And you have to be willing to look for that, too. Yes. You know? And do you feel I'm as you're talking and you said this just a moment ago, um, I think alluded to it was that that it, can you imagine can you can you learn this kind of trust any other way than actually mm-hmm. doing the trust fall? Like, how else are you <laughs> going to get evidence? I'm wondering. I feel like this yeah. is a lesson to us all that if you don't have trust in the universe, maybe maybe in your in your own way, in your own life, mm-hmm. create some opportunity I mean, you're really like, you're, you, this is not a fake situation. This mm-hmm. is you and your real, real bank time. account and your real relationship <laughs> and your real mm-hmm. house or not house now. Right. Like this, like you kind of, this is, this is the real deal. But if you're, if, if someone is out there listening and, and they're thinking, well, I want to learn that kind of trust too. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying <laughs> do what Alessandra did, but mm-hmm. there's gotta be, how else can we learn trust than to give the universe opportunities to give us the evidence that we can trust so that we can apply it in bigger areas of our life. Yeah. And to notice like, what is it in your life where you would love to make a shift, right? But all of that fear kind of comes up and what's even one little step that you can take, you know, one little micro step, one toe dip in the water for you to see that there's a net, right? Or Mm -hmm. there's a net that appears that will, that will, 
that will catch you or that signs will appear, right? I'm always asking, please show me, right? And I know, I feel like the universe can sense when the, the ask is graspy. Yeah, I'll be yes. like, please show me some kind of sign. <laughs> and I don't get responses then, <laughs> right? But when, when I can be sort of grounded, you know, and it's really a willingness to look at small things, right? I love, I think that you're going to share your, you know, some of your praying mantis examples and things like that. I want to hear, but like little small signs, things that appear looking at nature, things that continue to appear for you looking at, um, you know, uh, I was asking, please, I was trying to make a decision about, I needed to get back to Auntie Kenna about whether or not I wanted to rent her studio space in the winter and I kept thinking magical offer by the way oh my it is the offer in and of itself is just (laughs) it's just ridiculous I mean it's amazing and but I still was like I don't know you know and my logic brain was stepping in all of this and so I just kept saying you know universe like just please let clearly send me a sign and please remove all blocks from me from seeing what it is that I need to see. And sure enough, I stepped out of, uh, I was taking my car into, to get an oil change, stepped out and there was right in front of me, a California, um, license plate. And in Nebraska, you do not see the California license plate at all or very often. And I thought, well, that's an amazing sign. Cause I just asked, you know, should I head to California after all of this is done? And so, and then out popped this amazingly friendly human telling me all about like how great life is going. And I just thought, okay, this is it. This is a good sign, you know, and our, but our, I'll say even in that example, our logic mind kind of wants to deny that our human mind. And so I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I got, I saw that California sign right when I asked her, should I go to California? And it showed up, but you know what? I'm going to ask my friend Gina, what Gina <laughs> thinks, where should I go? Gina? <laughs> like, Gina doesn't know. So no. Just pay attention to these little signs and symbols because it's not always, it doesn't always show up in the, the form of a big free house. You know, it shows up in tiny ways too to, to guide you. Yeah. And I want to make, because, so we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, your, your energy is so grounded Mm -hmm. and I can feel (laughs) when we talk about, wouldn't it be nice? Like you Mm -hmm. were just in the flow, all the things. Okay. So this is lovely, but we (laughs) promised the Reno chapter cliffhanger type situation. And this is, this is where I feel like we're we're sharing the inspirational moments of this trip and the takeaways, but I want to actually drill down into one of your more human moments and mm-hmm. how you navigated that to continue moving forward. Because you are, um, <laughs> what if you just set the stage? For, <laughs> you yeah, literally, kind of like you were at the midpoint between yes. Washington. You got the call that that like, and I don't mean a literal call. I mean like. It was like, okay, I may need need to head back to Washington. And, oh, and let me set this up by saying, when you are in square one, one of the things, you know, because we are wired for survival and our brains are going to do the best that they can to keep us safe. So when things are kind of spinning out of control in certain areas of your life, your brain is going to want to take you to the safest, most known, like the last place that you are alive. Mm. Like where will you be alive? And it is a known quantity. And for you, that's Washington. That's a safe yeah. place. Yeah. Um, 
And you, when we're in square one, it is not recommended if you can help it to implode all areas of your life at the same time. I did <laughs> divorce, yes. leaving law, moving states, like moving across the country, frankly. And you decided to go through a square one of a mm -hmm. uh, an uncoupling mm -hmm. while you had nowhere to live. I mean, right. you, did. you chose not to, to make right. use of that. So you imploded several areas. So let mm -hmm. me just say, it is a brave choice to go through square one without a cocoon, mm -hmm. so to speak. So right. here you are in Reno and things kind of fall apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so I was, it was, I had stayed in Lake Tahoe, was one of the kind of, um, another miracle place that had opened up. And, and I then got to come stay there too. You got to come stay with me. Chase, we had so, so much fun. Wonderful. It was so wonderful. Yeah. And so then the next plan was to, you know, to start driving, making my way out to Nebraska. And so, because I've got a good community here, this is where I went to grad school. And so I stopped in Reno because one of my dear friends was in Reno and I had to pick up a couple of things. And right in that moment, you know, someone in Washington was having a really hard time. And so it felt like, okay, do I need to go back there and be there in person? What do I, should I go? Should I be there? Do I need to be there? Do I not? But also it was this moment where the next course of action was to get on the freeway and start heading east, right? Start this, the part and going to Nebraska for me, um, you know, I've bought into all of these thoughts, you know, the ways that I was raised is like, we don't just do that because it's fun, right? <laughs> we do things because we need to, we don't do things because we enjoy them. And so for me, I could kind of justify the time in California because it was like my partner and I needed that time and space away, but yeah. now going East was like, Oh, you're just doing that for fun now. Cause the decision's been made. Mm -hmm. And so now you're just going to what, go enjoy yourself, go start this other life, go do this, you know, mm -hmm. or, um, or do I just, you know, head back to Washington. It's safe. I think somebody maybe needs me there, but also the like, does someone need me was kind of that fear yeah. moment of like, ah, does anybody need me in Washington? Should I go back? Right. Who needs yeah. me where? And so I was in Reno and Reno and I have a rough history. So <laughs> I, I went to high school and undergrad in Reno and I just, you know, for those of you who love Reno, I, you know, sending, sending no love or shade to you, or I'm sending love to you, no shade to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it does, it just, the energy of it, how I felt there, a lot of the history that I have there, there was just, um, we don't have a good relationship, yeah. Reno and I. So I was there. And I'm looking around, I'm in this parking lot right by the freeway. I, I, well, I'm driving to get on the freeway. And I start literally at the crying. fork of the road. Yes. I start crying. I pull over into this parking lot. The, the, the sky is full of smoke. So it looks apocalyptic. Plus it's Reno, which is not appealing to me. <laughs> then I'm in this parking lot surrounded by dumpsters, sobbing my eyes out. <laughs> Get Sunny on the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, Sunny, I'm literally stuck in Reno. I can't get myself to get on this highway, right? Because going, getting on that highway meant I'm choosing this new life for myself. Yes. Oh, 
such a metaphorical, oh. pivotal, real moment. It's all of the things. It's yes. like all of the things. Oh my gosh. And I was pacing in circles and circles. And I thought like, Oh my gosh, I'm this, the, it felt like this official movement of going forward and leaving this former life behind. It was so just this, this big pivotal moment. And Sunny, you were so wonderful and supportive. Of course you were in that moment, but I think we both identified like, I don't think you need to go back to Washington. I think you need to keep going. Right. That was like, that was such a magical moment, and I'm so glad you were there for it. Um, and I got on the freeway eventually. Yes. <laughs> After I made it to the freeway. some time. Oh, wait. Yes, I'm forgetting this other great part of the story. Yeah. So, Sunny, you had said to me, you need to go somewhere. You love water. And I was like, there is no water in Reno. And you're like, <laughs> There's got to be somewhere. There has to be a fountain, at least. <laughs> yes. Even at the mall. <laughs> yes. And so... What I didn't realize because of the smoke and, and I was so disoriented was I was right across the, on the other side of that highway was the campus and the campus has a lot of green space and there was actually a couple places on the campus that are really beautiful and I really enjoyed and I realized, okay, I hadn't eaten, so taking care of some basic needs, got some food and then I realized right where I was, was like right by this little lake on the campus and I'm sitting there and I see this across this lake this beautiful swan and mm. I thought to myself if that swan comes up to me I'm gonna know it's gonna be okay you know and I just like sat there but it was far away so I was like it's far enough away it'll probably stay over there and you had also said just wait just go somewhere and wait till a dragonfly appears because we know like that's my spiritual signal of I've got you this is okay right yeah, it's my dad. That is my dad showing up, right? And so I'm sitting there, you know, crying, eating some Jimmy John's. Like, <laughs> okay, what do I do? Right? And within minutes, the swan is over right near me, has made its way across the lake, is, is feet from me, and a dragonfly shows up and flies around me. It was amazing. Like, in that moment, and I even said out loud, like, okay, 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 I, I'm ready, right? Like, I can do this. And so that's, and then, yeah. <laughs> then we got on the freeway. <laughs> yes. And I, I, when we were talking that day, and I just, there's this, I don't know, this probably, I learned it somewhere along the way. And if this came from a particular teacher, uh, I'm so sorry not to give proper credit here, but one of the things that I started doing at certain points several years ago were in the most difficult moments, like that moment when, you know, the, this was the very beginning of my business and uh, I wasn't making a lot of money yet and I was really scared and we had like big bills due. And I remember making a choice to invest in a certain, like I paid an exorbitant amount for a domain name for an idea that I had that I knew I wouldn't even be able to bring into, well, I say that sounds very limiting. It, I, my hunch was that if it was something that would ever work out, it would be several years down the road. And I made the decision to spend money that I should not have been spending on a domain name for mm. an inspiration, as opposed to paying something that I really needed to at the time. And what I'm using that as an example, and I'm not suggesting other people do this, put your family or your money in jeopardy, but I'm saying for me, that was what I did. And in the moment I said it, I was like, and I'm writing the book of my life 
this is that moment in the movie where everyone goes, what is the person going to do? And they make like the brave choice or the risky choice or the inspiring choice. And like, so anytime I'm in these moments, I'm thinking in my head, I'm already like writing the book or scripting the movie. Like this is the pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. And so it helps me in the moment because I am thinking if I make it through this, how cool is it going to be to tell this from the other side? Because those are the stories that have kept me going when I hear them from Mm -hmm. other people about these really scary moments, pivotal moments. You're at literally the on-ramp going (laughs) east or west in your case. And you decide to keep going and these magical Mm -hmm. things happen. So I'm saying that for anyone else out there, one of the ways that has helped me get through difficult moments and make risky decisions that feel risky to me, but that I know on a soul level are what I need to do, they just aren't really um, okay for my human, Mm -hmm. um, that I write the story and I'm like, this is the moment in the book where everyone's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and then everything worked out. Like then only then could the magical ending happen is when you take the risk. So anyway, write the story as you are living it. And I think you did that. Yes. Well, and it's really amazing too. Like the little things where you're like, Oh, like this happened and it sucked. Like I think about the, I was driving to California and I ran over something, you know, and something ripped under the bottom of my car. Right. But even that, which could be like, see, that's annoying. Here's a sign. Maybe I shouldn't be going here. You know, whatever your human mind wants to come up come up with well it's like later on I take that car in to get a repair when I came out from that repair was when I saw the California license plate which was later the sign that I was asking for right so I just think it's really amazing how all of these experiences kind of can form together and create that these just these little amazing neat points of like yes what's gonna happen next and even when we were talking we were like this is the part of the book this we are gonna like at this point, I feel like you're going to just help me co-write the book, Sonny, because I'm like, <laughs> this is where I'm in the book. I'm in that chapter where people are like, which way is she going to go? Yes, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like I need to get, I've got over sitting on my desk farther away. I've got this, uh, what is it? The little diagram of the hero's journey. And I'm like, oh, I need, you're like at the bottom of the, I, gosh, forgive me for those who know the hero's journey, like the little stages <laughs> by heart, but you're like, you're, you're in the deep awful alone underworld part oh, at this point yes. yeah in reno but anyway oh that... reno was my deep awful <laughs> underworld that is for sure <laughs> deep underworld. <laughs> oh, sorry reno yeah anyway well we're like and here we are at the end of the hour so we will save i've got you know if you want to know my praying mantis story yes. just hop onto my facebook page or my instagram account and you can oh oh god sorry scratch that do not do not do those things that was a call to <laughs> Oh, you have a Facebook or an Instagram account that people could see. I have a Facebook account. I told a story from the Magical Universe Files about a praying mantis. I hope I don't get in trouble for that one. That was (laughs) my bad, KPCA. Anyway, okay, so here we are. I like how you call yourself out on that one. That one's pretty good. (laughs) Bad Sunny, bad Sunny. Bad Sunny. Bad Sunny. How about we just say... Do not, anyone don't do anything related to the action. Okay, either way, we're just going to let this one go and hope that I don't get in trouble for that. Don't do anything I say. Ever. Oh, you've done so good the rest of the show. Okay. 
Anyway, well, this has been uh, first Friday of the month on Sunny in Seattle, which means I'm one of your co-hosts, Sunny Joy. I am joined on first Fridays by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And thanks, Benny, as usual, for being our fantastic producer extraordinaire, board engineer, and all of the things. And uh, look forward to reconnecting with you two next month so we can get the next chapter in Alessandra's grand cosmic trust fall adventure story. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, everybody. That'll do it for today. See you next week. Bye.